0: also, hi, I love you. Nice to see you again. What up, blah, blah, blah. Uh, this is a four part series that we're doing um, about what to charge and like where you are in your development as a tarot student. And once again, for the whole team, for me and Jamie and Jamie's new fucking kittens that are adorable and Hillary, I just want to let you know that if you disagree with any of this, we don't care. We really don't. This is a guideline, you know, so this is not something that we need heated emails about because nobody needs heated emails right now. Okay. Things suck enough as they are. So if this is not your jam, by all means, go back and listen to the devil episode. Cause that was fucking funny. We really nailed it on that one. Um, but there are four stages to my mind. And this is something I stole from uh, Charles DeLint when in one of his books, he was talking about Um. You know seven years a student, seven years an apprentice, seven years a journeyman, um and then seven years a master and after you reach master, you become a student again and so we're applying that to tarot studies. if you don't want to be a professional tarot reader, this is probably not for you, but it might be interesting so um I'm also using these. I'm starting a patreon soon uh due to peer pressure mm-hmm. and the need to make actual money um and <laughs> and um apparently four or five people are clamoring for it. Um, but, uh, that's how I'm going to break down the levels of Patreon as well as student apprentice, jury, and craftsman. And we're using the word craftsman instead of master because master is kind of gross and has lots of gross, like implications and historical things. It's kind of like the word minority. Can we just get rid of that? Like, so we're going to try to kibosh, um, master and use craftsman instead, because it's truly what it is. You become, um, you become someone who can craft something out of these cards, right? You're building something, whether it's a relationship with your clients, whether it's a new way to look at the cards, whatever. You're crafting something with all the knowledge that you've gained. Um, and But today we're talking about the journeyman. So what is the journeyman? Uh, let's say you're three, four years off book, right? Uh, we set the price at like $50 to $100 a reading, depending on where you live. Um. And let's talk about this. sorry, I, I still have a little bit of COVID.'s still a little covid in the chest area. Um, what do you guys think about like about your prices? Because I know one time I got full of myself and, and kicked my rights up to like $75 and nobody everybody stopped stopped getting them and I priced myself out of my own market. So have you guys had any weird pricing things like that? Because I was like, oh, this shit is not working. So I totally. was like retreat, retreat.
2: Totally. And I think it is this kind of balancing act where you, you put out a price and you're just like, oh, too low. And you get all of these ridiculous clients that you feel like you're either pulling the reading out of molasses or toffee or having to bend over backwards and 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 scampering for you know every little crumb. Yeah. That's how I felt when I priced too low and yep. when I priced too high. Crickets, same, You know, like crickets. <laughs> so yeah. it's just like, and by the way, dear listeners, if you've had that experience, like know that you're not alone. Like we have alone. seen that too. So yeah, it is this balancing act between mm-hmm. um, you know, valuing yourself, but not having a huge ego to <laughs> do you know what well, I mean like it's just like yeah. value yeah. yourself it's like you know have is. that ego really but also don't be led by that, that ego in your pricing yeah. I think <laughs> that, like, like
0: go ahead Jamie
1: um like I I believe this was after <laughs> the Soulful Proprietorship retreat and I had a psychic fair coming up and Teresa was like you know charge your price and I think at that point I was at like 45 or 50 dollars here in Portland Oregon and I went in charging that amount. And everybody questioned me. They're like, why should I get a reading from you with this much Teresa money? Reed
0: said it was worth it. Fuck you. Then,
1: then yeah, pretty much. I, I told them because this is what I do for a living. Right. I go to conferences and learn new techniques. So you're not just getting a, a weekend, you know, uh, psychic fair reader. I mean, I'm, I'm not slamming them. That is not a slam. No disrespect. No, no disrespect. disrespect because, I mean, you know, we do if what we you do. try to
0: carry, yeah, your professional persona. Like, I charge, what am I at? Actually, we're doing a new thing this summer because it's the very Victorian summer because I'm not feeling well at all. I have mm-hmm. to de- recondition my heart. And so I sleep a lot. And so I'm cutting my price to $50 for what I'm calling a hybrid reading. So people will email me and they'll get a video response. And so but before that my readings are $150 each. Now if I had laid that giant ball sack down at the Pig and Picnic instead 150 each I guarantee I would have made none dollars.
1: Mm-hmm. Because at
0: that stage Jamie did you know that the fairs and like events and stuff are really to get your name out and get repeat clients? I didn't know that. I mean yes no. and
1: no now I do. Now I do,
0: but but I didn't know back then. (laughs) Yeah,
1: But that back then it was an experiment. I wanted to see what would happen if I charged, you know, what I would have charged back then, you know, in my normal reading, I didn't get anybody because, you know, that just shows that it doesn't matter that you're a pro, that you've gone to conferences, that you've learned that this is your day job. That it's, you've published you know, books for yeah, Well, at that point I are. didn't, but I was writing still about tarot. I mean, I I was probably working mm-hmm. on my first draft still or something. Yeah. But yeah, it's one of those where psychic fairs are this weird place where daily rules get fucked off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> <But> Nobody <laughs> cares. It's, it's it's all about how cheap can, you know, well, that person's giving readings for five bucks. How about three bucks? Can you do three bucks? It's almost like a a, a going to a link. Um, yeah, it's it's haggling, it's going to like um um, you know, like the, uh yeah, or oh, auction. A, auction. It's like going to an auction almost. Yeah. And it's, you know, but there is a point to going to psychic fairs or events like that. Like Melissa said, it's you know, you you're getting clients.
0: You get great practice too. I can read somebody yeah. in less than five minutes and I'm really good at it mm-hmm. because I recognize that twenty dollars a reading and a fair was great i still did that this year i did pagan picnic and pride it was twenty dollars a reading and i broke even for like the tents and in renting the space and blah 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 but i got like 50 new clients so you can't pay for shit like oh my god it's a kitten jamie got kittens there's one of them coming (laughs) sorry just get really excited (laughs) coming right at us um she's coming right for us (laughs) <laughs> um, but like I got really excited because these are 50 people I ain't met before. They don't outside of the tarot world, let's be honest, we write for a niche audience mm-hmm. in a niche part of a niche, you know, like field. Yeah, you know, we are not Stephen King, <laughs> we are not wow. making Stephen King money. And every once in a while, it's really important to remember most people pronounce tarot like carrot. And most people have never gotten a reading and most people don't know who the fuck I am. And that's fine. That's totally okay. But seeing yourself as a niche person who writes for a very specific group of people will help you keep your ego in check when you start pricing yourself out. At least it helped me because I called an agent like when I, when I first wrote Kitchen Table Tarot teaching I got turned down by two two publishers and an agent, and the agent was like, "You are not famous enough for me to represent." And I was like, "How dare you? You knew who I am," (laughs) and really, literally, he had no fucking clue. And that's fine; it's good for you, and that's
1: good. The thing, like, as a lifelong writer, in in in, you know, just in any field, and nonfiction, it doesn't matter. If you get turned down, you you know you're on the right track. Number one. Number two, if you get personalized feedback on that rejection, you, you know, you're close, you're close to publishing. So like even, even the, the being a niche, like for tarot, you know, tarot seen under a pagan umbrella, you know, or, you know, there's the big umbrella of paganism. And then there's all the different little factors of it. And tarot is this tiny little niche. And so if you want to publish a deck, I know we're a little bit off topic, but this is stuff that you kind of start thinking about in your journeyman formula stage where you're like, you know, A, do I have what it takes to pull off a good reading and make like $100? B, you're developing your own um, booklets in your own head. You know, we all, I, and I've said this before somewhere else, we all have our go-to meaning statements. We all, like for me, the seven of cups will always be like that. When You'll hear me say this, the window shopper card where you have to make good choices.
0: That is yeah. one of
1: my standard, you know, things that I look at first. However, depending on what, depending on what the questions asked, it may not mean the window shopper. It may mean something completely different, which is fine. But you're beginning to develop all this stuff and you're looking out for what's next. And a lot of us go in the what next stage, especially in journeyman. I started teaching when I was a journeyman. I started Mm -hmm. putting the things I learned or my interests like creative writing and tarot together into classes that I taught at conferences. You're learning, you know, you're going deeper with everything and trying to, you know, get away from the standard, you know, meanings. Right. I mean, I think. I think Hillary, I think that I saw like for you when you were Teresa Reed's Apprentice, that was something you did as well, right?
2: 11 years ago. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> yeah. But that God. was a journey. Yeah, then. 20, 2011. But yeah, that was, I mean, it, I feel like it was more apprenticeship for the business aspects because I already had the tarot stuff down pat. Um, and now that I'm starting to work with, um, work with another person as a mentor for them, for the business aspects, cause it's weird. It's a weird business. Like this is the reason why we're doing this, this particular, I was going to say blog series, <laughs> podcast series. That's okay. Um,
0: we still love you.
2: You know, it's, it's weird. It's a weird, like you said, niche kind of business. It's still a business, but there are certain pitfalls or things to look out for. Um, but yeah, I feel like it was apprenticeship, but also into the journeyman phase. And I feel like the journeyman phase is experimenting. You know, like you've got your you're solid on your meanings, you're off book, you're starting to get a sense of how the pub, how you work with the public, how the public sees you as well. And now you're just tweaking to see, okay, you're experimenting like, oh, this pricing didn't work, but maybe if I do this, or maybe if I do a sliding scale, or maybe I need to do specialty readings and have something there, you know, like I, I do email readings, not everyone does email readings, but I always like to have that set price point and it's low so that people can work with me, see how they like it, see how I read. And then I usually like that converts into a longer reading. Yeah. Do I prefer first-time clients to have an hour-long reading with me? Yes, because we're establishing the base, or hopefully we're establishing the base for future readings, you know?
0: Yeah. But I love experimentation. listening to, like, you and Jamie have this, like, really great, like, Jamie's got this whole introductory period, and you have this, like, I really want to get to know the client, and I'm like, strangers fucking i call them and i'm like all right take a deep breath let's do this shit <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's finding our niches exactly. right exactly because i, 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 re- I remember I, one time like if you invest too much of yourself or too much money early on learn from your aunt melissa okay so the book tarot elements came out in what 2018 let's say 2018 2019 something like that i i released three four books in like three years because I'm a dynamo or some shit. I don't fucking know. And, uh, so I don't remember when it came out, but like six years before that, I was like, I'm going to do element readings. I hadn't written a fucking book yet. Like it, the book didn't exist. I'm going to do element readings and I'm going to charge $300 for them, which was way above my price point. And I'm going to put together and I spent $3,000 getting together little boxes that I could mail to people. I bought everything like, the fire reading had candles and the earth reading had like handmade soaps that I outsourced and got from a- I spent so much fucking money on this. Do you know how many I sold? Two. I sold
1: two. <laughs> Did you even put it I on his website though? Because I don't yes. remember I was. Yes. It was a
0: long time ago. Okay, man, I was gonna say Because I, I? I
1: would have bought right. something, but I guess I and fucked up. I off.
0: like I called my friend who's a business guy and I was like, what happened? He's like, Where's your audience? Where's your advertisement? Where's your social media presence? Where's your this? Where's your that? And I was like, (laughs) oh. And then by the time (laughs) so try not to overinvest in this time because you're figuring shit out. I think I'm still paying that shit off, by the way. But like (laughs) it was beta. I mean, you can always a lot of hubris, you know, but I, I wanted to aim big so I could succeed big, but I didn't have a solid base underneath me to catch me when i inevitably fell flat on my ass and had candles for days. I yeah. And there's
2: also that. beta testing is also not just for software and not just for other fields you you can Not totally just for dating either. For, you got to test yourself and, off
0: the betas before you can hit alpha. Right. Anyway, why You I know, think?
2: like you can do it you can do it for tarot and what you're offering to people as well, but in beta you often it's either free or it's a lower price point. So you can say, hey, I'm beta testing this. this. I haven't worked out all the kinks yet. You know, it's basically, it's a lower price because you are first first come, first serve kind of, per, you're a beta tester, yeah. you know? And from that, you can work out the kinks and then realize, ooh, am I ex- expending too much money in this? Or is it not paying off in the way that I thought, oh, I'm not having a lot of people respond to it because it's not about, it's not about what we want to do. It's about what the community needs and it's about what your clients need. It's, and anytime I feel a little bit like my ego is blowing up or getting bloated, I take it away from me. I put it the focus back on my clients or my prospective clients. Mm-hmm. What do they need? Yeah. What are they asking for?
1: And well, and just, you know, to riff off of what you both said, you know, at the journeyman Stage, you start look. I mean, you start going. Wait a minute, I can't just read tarot and make money. I have to be a videographer, a podcaster, a, a marketing machine. I have to do all the this content creator. I have to do. Yeah, I have to update my blog. <laughs> Maybe you a, gotta start paying taxes
0: too. Check your yeah, state. Yep. If you make more than five grand a year in the state of Missouri, you officially have to pay taxes on it.
2: Oh, I just do that anyway. Yeah, it's like, it's a huge
0: ego check too. And I think that that's really important. I think this period of time is very important to figure out. Yeah, you could tell the future and unlock the mysteries of the universe. But if you fuck up your taxes, you're screwed. So it's like, it's a very important part because you should have confidence as a read. I think that that's probably from this stage, the most important thing. I know we didn't talk about it ahead of time, but the more I think about it, this is your ego check period. How good are you? And if you are that good, can you maintain, um, the same level of humility that allows you to get that good without being an asshole? Like, can you be that good without acting like, you know, like seriously, I don't know why anyone would bother getting readings from anybody else. Cause I've been studying for like four years or whatever, like whatever keeps you from becoming that asshole. Like, Make sure you have, do readings for your friends and have them be like, nah, you fucked that shit. <laughs> that was wrong. And make sure you embrace your wrongness and embrace your humanness and embrace all of the things that make you unique, you know? Like, can you imagine if I had gone like all pastel filters and like sparkles? That works for Pamela the unicorn because she is pastel and sparkles. She exists on that plane. Can you imagine my ass and fucking pastels and sparkles? That shit don't fly it, because it doesn't match who I am. And your search for authenticity, I truly believe, starts at the journeyman stage. Who are you? What are you willing to share with your clients? What, how are you willing to read for people? How much of your life are you going to give to this, this study of tarot? Maybe you only do fairs and you don't do private readings. Totally legit. Maybe you only do private readings, but you don't do parties anymore. Fine. But figure out like who you are and then process your, I I can't believe I'm going to say brand like a douche, but process your brand around who you are. So you stay on the right road and you don't like try to be Madam Adam when you're definitely not because that bitch's nails are on point and mine are chewed on. So you have to decide who you are so that other people don't try to push you into the direction that they think you are right? Or so it doesn't change every two months.
1: I think my cats agree because they're scampering in the background. But yeah, I, I, think, <laughs> I think we're pretty much, we've said a lot for this. And I think at this point, we'll just wrap it and we'll see you at the um, craftsman formula phase.
2: And, and figure and figure out your, your homework. We have to yep. do homework, you know? Homework. Think about this. <laughs> ep- listen to this episode. Listen to it several times if you need to. That's what yeah. it's there for. I want you and to figure, figure
0: out who you are. Who are you as a reader before we get to the craftsman thing? I think that's a really good homework. I want you to listen to this, like Hillary said, and I want to wrap it up because I don't feel good, like Jamie said, but <laughs> I also really want you to figure out who are you as a reader? Are you um, are you a deep studious reader like Jamie? Are you um, more like a fucking approaching Sybil at the edge of the water like Hillary with a little more ritual and practice and and respect? Or do you just need a fucking reading and you got 15 minutes, you know, and you want me to go, what the fuck? What are you doing? Knock it off. Because (laughs) literally that's like what 90% of my readings are. Could you stop that shit, please? Thank you. So figure out who you are. Maybe you're a mix of all three of us, you know, but whatever it is, let that be the best of you and let that be what you build your, your career around. Let that be the grain of who you are as a reader and then build the rest around it. You're not gonna find it until you hit journeyman. You're just copying everybody else. That's that's what we all did. I was Rachel Pollock, I was Eden Gray, I was Mary Kay Greer, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was every book I'd ever read. And then by the time I'd hit journeyman, I had to figure out how to be myself. So figure out who you are.